Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. is brought to you by ZocDoc. ZocDoc.com slash TSFS is where you need to download the very free, free, free app. I love that. Um, Look, ZocDoc is all about helping you find a doctor in your area as early as today. A lot of us neglected our health during the pandemic. Some of us even still a little bit nervous about going to the doctor. You shouldn't be. So many doctors are taking extra precautions in their office to make sure you are just fine. And you need to keep up on things like your mental health, dentists, all of that good stuff. So look, I use ZocDoc. I found an eye doctor in my area that got me an appointment. I ordered my contacts through them. Um, You can even search to make sure they accept your insurance. But don't wait any longer. Check out ZocDoc. Find out why they have thousands of five-star reviews. They're so easy to use. 
every doctor under the sun from a therapist, marriage therapist, of course, dentists, um, just a pediatric dentist or pediatric dentist, sure, pediatric doctor, anything you can imagine. So for your kids and for you, it's ZocDoc.com slash TSFS. Benji Himmelfarb is a comic. Uh, You'll find out how Benji and I ended up meeting. He started here in D.C. Much like myself, he made the trek to New York City and he is expanding his career. You know, I'm all about, I'm on a kick, y'all. I'm on a kick. This sets this fall about pursuing your dreams, pursuing your passions. And a lot of times people are not going to support those because they just, well, they have their own fears and they're nervous for you and they don't want to see you fail and they want to try to help you and they want to try to caution you. But amazing things happen when you step outside the box. And of course, there are going to be highs, there's going to be lows. Benji shares his. Um, but we we talk about so much as a stand-up comic. He is super funny. Bottom line is you need to follow Benji Himmelfarb on Instagram. You won't regret it. Go see one of his shows. And in fact, you need to buy tickets. He's got a show here coming up at the Kennedy Center on February 24th. It's the Time Machine Roast with Benji Himmelfarb. And essentially, he roasts historic figures. It's really fucking funny. So KennedyCenter.org. It's the Time Machine Rose with Benji Himmelfarb, February 24th. If you are just discovering this comic, um, you're in for some comedic relief today. Enjoy. (laughs) Benji, is it it Benji Himmel or do you use the Himmelfarb? Um, Yeah, I use the Himmelfarb. Okay, I just I always see the him only the himmel on your Instagram. So I was like, oh, I wonder if he's dropping the farb. Like if he's not. Yeah, you know, I've thought long and hard about it, and I think I probably should have used a completely different name starting like nine years ago. But it's kind of too late now. <laughs> Actually, I've always wanted a stage name too. Have you thought about what would your stage name be? I don't know. That was the thing. Like I've thought about it since I started, and I was like. Himmelfarb is too much. Nobody can remember that. Like you hear it and you're like, what the what? And like, even if you, I always wonder, I still wonder now, I'm like, what if I did really good? Like all these shows I went to and I did really good on and people were like, what was that guy's name? Benji Hammered, Hamilton, Hamilton. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to your last name because I'm sure it means a lot to your family, but it is one where you (laughs) seem to, you know, you you seem to want to say everything but Himmelfarb. You know what I mean? I want to say Himmelin, I don't know. And I you know, it was. Farb. I think I it was know. a giant mistake to not have uh, to ch- not have changed it. Oh, I think it was like a pretty big. No, but, it's uh, not you know, because I, I, look, I used to work in radio, as everybody knows, and all these guys would come up with the worst fucking radio names. You know, I mean, they would be oh, yeah. Froggy and you know Teapot, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, <laughs> <laughs> just stupid Mad Cow, Whatever. the Wolf Man. <laughs> so. <laughs> bad like i'm just like oh my god and i don't even i'm trying to think of like who has a fake name you know i mean the last person i can think of is like elton john who's like i don't know his name isn't elton john yeah that's not his real name yeah woody allen that's not his real name oh really i don't think i knew that about woody allen yeah and who else i mean louis ck he has a i don't know why i'm only thinking of like disgraced (laughs) (laughs) maybe i shouldn't change my name (laughs) <laughs> well, it's Harvey Weinstein's That's, original, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't think he changed that one. But think, uh, yeah. Okay, so you, look, I think you should keep Benji. Obviously, at this point, you know, people yeah. are knowing you, and you're a full time comic. I mean, you are living the dream of most comedians. Full time <laughs> comic in New York City. That's fucking huge. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know you're not supposed to like people always tell me like don't publicly talk about how it's hard and what's hard about it nobody wants to hear about that they want to feel like you're succeeding but it's fucking hard bro (laughs) I like this sock oh my god I love it so how long have you been and by the way you know, obviously, I'm going to like record an intro for this. Like, this isn't just going to yeah. be the podcast. But I mean, okay. for, for additional context, you and I met at our friend Ramin, our mutual friend Ramin, who's a stand up comic here in DC, mm-hmm. does the show mm-hmm. Couples Therapy, right? So he had asked myself and Andrea Lopez, who was my podcast co host at the time, to come and be special guests. You opened for him, and it you were so funny. And, you know, you were very complimentary after we did AJ and I did the show and you were like, oh, you guys are really funny. I could see you doing like stand up, which of course is like four years later. And I've even consulted you. I've even hired you as a consultant to help me write <laughs> jokes. And I still have not gone out. It's so bad. Like, by the time I go out, you'll have retired from the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I I'll be know. selling I, insurance in New Hampshire by the time you start. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like this really fucking sucked. Why didn't I take your advice? Anyway, you so that's a little context of how we met, and yeah, and and then you've been helping me, and um, and you're you're funny. You have good jokes. Like, I mean, you have too much other stuff going on to like waste your life on stand up comedy. But you know what I mean. Like, you're too good at other stuff that's way more useful. Well, that's the dilemma. Is like. (laughs) Because I know how hard it is. I, I've always wanted to do stand-up. And and when I say that, I have no aspirations to be Amy Schumer. I, I just want to do it for my confidence. But the problem is when you're half in, half out, you're just out, really. I mean, because I just, like, I don't make the time. I need to physically go to the stand, like, the stage. I just haven't gotten there, you know? It's yeah. So, but I, yeah. I mean, that's a, here's the thing. I mean... This is what I realized more and more. When I started, I was like a real artiste about it. I was like, the stand-up is really important. But but, but, but it's like, stand-up, if you look at the way the world is now, stand-up is just like one thing you can do. And like, you make funny videos. You have a podcast that people like. You can do all this stuff. You could probably like host a TV show. I'm sure you'd be great at that. Like, That's and the then goal. You, and then once people know you, you can go and do stand-up like medium. Fabulous. And people like, you don't even have to be amazing at stand-up. Like, like, um... Oh God! You, there's everything. Like nowadays, if people know you, they're like, "Oh, it's the, it's it's the lady from the thing." Let's go see what she says. And as long as you're medium funny, they'll be happy. Doesn't that so, suck? Like, when I started, I was like, "Oh, comedy stand up, it's so important." But it's like I wish that ten years ago when I started, I wasn't like, "I want to be good at stand up." I wish I had been like, "I want to be good at like one minute long sketch videos," because that would have helped me a lot more than like. <laughs> Doesn't that drive you nuts? It drives me nuts, and I haven't even gone out on tour. I see these people who are fucking internet stars, and then they launch stand-up yeah. comedy careers, and I'm just like, right. oh my god, are you kidding? I, like, you're not funny because it's so it, hard. Like, you you did 20 minutes when I when I first met you with Marie uh, with Ramin, and I mean, you had the crowd going the whole time. You're very good at crowd work, which which is a real skill. And I'm just like, I gotta go see some of these internet stars because they must suck. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's a business. So it's like, I can't really blame them. It's like, I'm pissed because I'm way better at them and they're selling out the same clubs that I can't get people to come to. But it's like, you know, but I mean, that's the biz. But so that's what I think. I mean, like you should do, if you want to do stand up, you should do it. But it's like nowadays, like to just be like, I'm going to make it off stand up. It's like a crazy thing to say. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's a million teenagers on TikTok who are hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they're are. so they're, funny. They're They've awesome. never done stand up once in their life. So it's like you got to be 
And I know people, I know people through stand up, their stand up is like, eh, it's fine, but like they have a bazillion views and all this stuff. And that gets you attention because it shows people you're funny in a way that people absorb being funny. This is too, I'm sorry, this is too serious. No, it's what people <laughs> love. It's what I love. I love I'm trying I, to be funny. I'm like giving you a thesis, no, an this essay. Is, this with is a, a breakdown of what people statement. need to know about stand up. So tell me this <laughs> yeah. when did you know? I always think it's fascinating when comics, when did you know you were funny? And when did you go, oh, I'm I'm going to be a comedian? Yeah, I don't know. I like, I never really thought, I never, I was never those one of those kids who was like from five years old watching TV being like, I want to do that. But like, because like everyone I knew was funny, like people oh. in my family were funny and my friends were funny. So I didn't like think about, I didn't think I was the funniest one. When I started, even my friends were like, you're doing stand up? Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but, but, um. Yeah, there was like one week. I was always the funny guy at whatever job I had. Like every job, like I used to like sell roses at college graduations, and I like worked at the Whole Foods juice bar, and I like I and I had like off. I was like the funniest guy at the office job. I would write like the funny emails, and like one week, my cousin and my friend all separately, and then my boss. I sent out like a funny email. They, my cousin and my friend were like, "Dude, you're funny. You should do stand up." And then I sent out this funny email from work. I was not good at the job, but I made people laugh. And my boss was like, you're in the wrong business, <laughs> which is like a very <laughs> it was a very backhanded compliment. But especially coming That's from awesome. that guy who was like, you know, he had like a side hustle at the time. He was like taking four hour lunches to do that. But I was like, oh, maybe that's something. And then I, I like wrote stuff down that I made my friends laugh. And I went to my first open mic and I was like addicted from from that point so when you say your family was funny like is your mom funny is your dad like are they just all and, and was anyone else did anyone else ever in your family in the entertainment business no wow. surprising in a family full of jewish people there was not a single one in the entertainment business <laughs> this is such a stereotype but jewish people are so funny i mean you know it's just i'm yeah, just gonna say it. i didn't it's realize i just thought everybody was funny and then you'd like some different friends from different cultures, I'd like meet their family. I'm like, what do you guys even do? Like, you guys just, you're just like, so the weather's cold today. Like, what do you guys talk about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, well, my husband's half Jewish, so I give him a hard time like all the time. But it's just, it, it like, and Jewish people are so fun. And like, I, this is really going down a road of complete Trumpism of stereotypes, but it's <laughs> I yes. really love Go on. <laughs> I love that stuff. The Jews. Don't call it Trumpism. Now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> the Jews are unbelievable. I'll tell you that. They yeah. really are. I mean, they really are. Some of the funniest. No, really. <laughs> they really are so funny. So, okay. So how, was this like, this was out of college. You you start doing stand-up. You obviously, I mean, every comic usually has to keep their full-time day job for a while. How many years yeah. till you like. Oh, man. You, you really went full-time. Maybe like six years. Six years. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so it took a long time. And the whole time I was doing this day job and I was like, yeah, I'll be out of here in like a year or two. I'll be touring the country. I'll be on TV. I'll be famous. You know, and it was just like, I it kept you. going and it kept going. And then finally I was like, I reached a point where like I needed, it was like the money was less to quit and do stand up full time. But I was like, I need my full hundred percent attention. Because if you're going to do something like this, you need like 100% commitment to it. Otherwise, like, and, you might as well. Okay, not. so when I met you, you were living here in D.C., right? And now you live in New York City? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so as someone, you know, I just announced I'm getting ready to move to L.A. to pursue, you know, That's my great. TikTok career, basically. And this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, you know? I mean, I mean, 
I'm the same way. I'm like, I'll be on TV in six months, guys. Okay. So anyway, you know, whatever, right? So it's going to go great. I mean, I feel like it will because just the stories. Like I in New York is this way too, but I love Los Angeles because just anything can happen and anybody can be hanging out. It's just so. To me, I love the weirdness of that town. Like some people find mm-hmm. it overwhelming or it sucks you in. I'm too old to do cocaine at this point. Like I have a kid. Like I can't, you know, I can't. Yeah, you have a child. I can't Aren't suck. you breastfeeding now? Yeah. You can't do cocaine. You know, I can't suck everyone's dick in Hollywood. You know, I have to get right. back for bedtime. You know, it's like, so now I feel like I'm ready. <laughs> but I knew myself like at 22, if I had gone to LA at 22, I would be dead. Like I would be, I mean, I yeah. was out of control. But as someone like, okay, you, you, when did you know career wise you needed to move? Mm, I think it was kind of like, I felt like I did everything I could do in DC. Like DC is great for comedy, actually. Like crowds really get comedy. They're smart. They make, they don't let you get away with bullshit. They know what's going on in the world. And, uh, but I'd kind of reached a point in the local scene where I was like, I think I've kind of done almost everything I can do here. Like my show, I started a show. The time machine roast, great uh, segue plug. Plug but, it, uh, plug it. February twenty second, yeah, yeah. by the way, it's Kennedy Center. February twenty fourth at Thank the you. Kennedy Center. Thank you. Yeah, 24th. check it out. Okay. Um, it's basically this is a segue, but it's like a, a side, a side. It's like a, it's a historical. We roast historical figures. It's very rude and mean and and funny. And uh, yeah, we're doing it. We've been doing it at the Kennedy Center since two thousand nineteen. But yeah, I started it in like a little dive bar. And then like through kind of chutzpah, like just walking up to like club owners and being like, you need to have this here. They like it just built up to being at the Kennedy Center. And then so I was like, all right, my show's at the Kennedy Center. I'm full time. I've like, you know, I've worked with a lot of pretty well-known people around the city. Maybe it's time to move and, and take the next step. That's how I decided. Yeah. And how long have you lived in New York? Um, since like November, 2019. Okay. And so great timing. <laughs> Perfect timing right before the pandemic. Um, Things were going great for those six months. Let me tell you. Were you I shitting your pants? It. Really? Really? Were you like, were things like, things are going good. I was like, wow, things are going really well for, for me just getting here. And then, yeah. But okay. When, life. when you arrive in New York, where do you start? Are you like at Caroline's? Like, where are you getting gigs? um bar shows some clubs like yeah just when you when you first show up like when you get to LA it's like you're probably gonna have to hang out a lot without you know being on the thing or whatever and same in New York like just getting I knew a bunch of people here so that was good is that just getting FaceTime and doing random shows random bars I did have a I actually did have a Caroline's audition and it was probably one of the worst auditions you could possibly have (laughs) you had to audition for Caroline's because honestly I just saw Joe Gorga was there so I thought Uh he's from the Real Housewives of New Jersey (laughs) speaking of just people who become famous right so he was doing like a Caroline's yeah yeah but you got to audition for Caroline's I knew you had to audition for the comedy seller um oh yeah okay I did that one too (laughs) how'd that go how that I I, I went so nervous it went really well it went really well but I didn't end up getting passed so, well, I, this is I don't mean to, to sound like um tooting my own horn, but there was like I beca- apparently I became a cautionary tale. Like someone came up to me, someone I didn't, a comic I didn't even know we were talking about. He had just got past there and he was like, he was like, yeah, my friend told me, you know, that guy, Benji Himmel, whatever, like he did good and he didn't get past. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm the, I'm the legend of the guy who. But uh, yeah, but uh, great. That's a great club. And then, uh, you know, no, my Caroline's audition, it was on a. It was on a Saturday at 4 p.m. 
on in like like you know afternoon is the best time for comedy as we all know and it was like may it was the end of may it was like the most beautiful day of the year so like i don't know who's no one's this, there this place in Times square right it's like there's like 16 tourists in the building in this it's in this big cavernous basement and it's a this is like an audition show and there's like nine comics and i'm eighth and so they like um they drop the check on the comic before me like everyone's bill right the waitress comes around and like obviously the prices are like jacked up there and people are pissed because it hasn't been a good show it hasn't been a very good show none of the comics are doing very well (laughs) and i go up and i had seen one comic do well and he was doing like hitler jokes and i was like all right i got that i got hitler jokes you know and so i fire off my best stuff and it just i mean it the the way it just flopped in this giant cavernous room you know it's like i could hear my heart beat you know and uh i do another joke it doesn't land and this australian guy he stands up this big like red in the face like that bleach blonde hair he stands up and he goes this isn't comedy this isn't comedy because <laughs> like in my mind he's pissed that he sat through eight comics and like they were bad and he just paid like 47 dollars for like two heinekens or whatever and he's pissed and he ends up getting like kicked out of the place and i'm up to, i'm just up there with the remaining 14 people in the crowd and i'm like guys this is my dream uh i'm just trying to work at this club you know and i'm just like comedy's hard it doesn't always go the way you want Isn't that the thing? <laughs> and then i i finished and it went i finished i closed strong enough as you could do in that situation and i had the gall to email them the next week and be like thanks for having me um any chance i could come back i never heard from them again (laughs) (laughs) well what what's what go like because for people that don't know you know a lot of these famous clubs right yeah you think oh they they you can just walk in or get booked but obviously you have these auditions you know yada yada so when you audition because people talk about comedy seller they have to audition a couple of times Uh so what's like the the grace period like if you audition for caroline's then then like no and i want to ask you this are you rep do you have like an agent a manager someone getting you no i'm unrepped i'm totally yeah i'm really free balling out here that won't be for long if you know anyone who wants to you know let me know but I mean, honestly, <laughs> this is discouraging, but it just took me four years to finally get an agent. Four oh, yeah. years. Like, I had, I just had so many me- – and I, I've had the same thing. It was funny. Like, right before I got this agent, I'd actually emailed this guy. I mean, he'd emailed, like, an agent in New York that, like, was a friend of a friend recommendation. He was like, oh, I, I'm familiar with you. I know your stuff. Anyway, I don't know what I sent him, but he never – like, he was like, yeah, we'll set up a Zoom. Never responded. And I mean, I was like, well, maybe he died. And I have seen him posting on LinkedIn. You're like, like, hopefully he did. Then my feelings would be hurt otherwise. (laughs) No, he obviously did not see something. Oh, he survived. All right. Quick pause to thank a couple of our sponsors. We're heading into spring and Rothy's has got your back. Every single season, Rothy's has brand new, whether it's handbag designs, shoe designs, and they are known for their unbelievable comfort. Look, I own Rothy's. I love my my sneakers in sand color, P.S., There's no break in time. That's what I love about them. And as somebody who, you know, I wear my hokas. I just spent $350 on foot insoles. You know, I value a comfortable shoe. Well, with Rothy's, no break in time is amazing. You're going to get $20 off your first order when you go to rothys.com slash phrase. They even have styles for men and kids. Best part about Rothy's is they're helping the environment because their shoes are made partially from recycled water bottles. Thank you. And... I like wearing mine without socks. And let's be honest, I don't care who you are and how many times a day you shower. Maybe if you shower like twice a day, 
long story short, most of us have some sort of foot odor, okay? With Rothy's, if your feet smell or if they get stained, you can just throw them in the wash. That's what I was getting to. So look, you know. I mean, there's just no downside to Rothy's. Enjoy $20 off your first order when you use my code. It's Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash fresh. And Horizon Fibroids. Look, Horizon Fibroids. Dr. Will Neem is the top fibroid doctor in the country, and he's got three locations in Rockville, Maryland, in Frederick, Maryland, and in Germantown, Maryland. If you've got fibroids, and most women do, P.S., most of us will have one by the age of 50. They're brutal. They can impact your fertility. I mean, they can be the size of like a softball. I mean, it's crazy. Look, lots of times doctors, your OBGYN will say to you, the only resolution is a, hyster- is a hysterectomy. If you're still thinking you might want a child, even if you're in your early 40s. A lot of us are having kids in our 40s. Don't just take their advice. You need a second opinion from a person who just deals with fibroids. Uh, Horizonfibroid.com is the website. They accept almost all insurance, but there's a form right there you can fill out like a consultation so they can tell you if, in fact, Dr. Will accepts your insurance. Um, I wanted to read to you a testimonial, though, from a Sarah Fraser Show listener. Hey, Sarah, I wanted to thank you for putting me in touch with Dr. Neem. I had a great consultation and feel more informed to make the best decision for me. Good luck on your move. Thanks for sharing. And I'll continue to look forward to watching you on your journey. Look, you guys, get a second opinion. That's from Tina. You want to make sure that your fibroids, you're doing the best option for you. Before you have a DNC, before you have a hysterectomy, uterine fibroid embolization is a low downtime surgical procedure that could shrink and get rid of your fibroids permanently. Go to horizonfibroids.com. You know, I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's basically an audition with these agents, with these managers. It's all business. Like, can they make money yeah. off you? Um, right. And, and the thing. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Go. No, no, no. I was no, going to say just, the thing about it is like you it's like at certain point you need one of them to like move to the next level. And the the thing is, they are on the other side like, well, we want to see that you're at the next level before we're you're worth our time. So it's like, well, how am I supposed to, you know. How am I supposed to get there without you? So it's a tough biz, yeah. It's a really tough business. I don't know. I'm glad you got one. That's good. Well, I mean, but it's taken four years. And to your point, the reason that I got, the only way that I got one is I had a network. Genu- I pitched them a show idea and they genuinely were like, all right, we're going to we're gonna film a pilot. They Now the agent's handling it. They allege they're still going to. We'll see what happens, but it's been delayed many <laughs> times, you know. But <laughs> yeah. I think she think, you know, she thought like, okay, if you're far enough down the road that you, that these guys think that you know, this is an actual show and you're close to selling it. If I can't sell it to them, I can say, you know what I'm saying? I think she, she, I had done all the legwork. So I think she's like, oh, well, eventually I'm going to be able to like sell this. So, right. And it's like, by the end, you're like, I did everything. Why do you get a cut? (laughs) I say I had the best radio agent. Now, all they do is get you more money. They get you more money and they get you more access, but you usually get the job. I used to get myself every single radio job, but my radio agent was really good. He would sweep in and get like a lot more money and benefit like things. So I was like, he was worth how ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually 
actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. <laughs> You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. 
Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Every, I don't even yeah. remember what it was 10%, 50 whatever it was. And okay. um, I was like, okay, this, this is what I get why you get an agent. Like they get mm-hmm. you triple the money. Like he would get me insane money that I could, I would never, ever, ever be able to negotiate on my own. So then, so you'll know, you'll know. It'll be the time. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. okay. So you, I love this story. All right. So you, you, since 2019, things were going along great. The pandemic hits absolutely no comedy happening in New York city. What did you do? (laughs) Uh, well, first I uh, applied for unemployment. (laughs) (laughs) I got my stimulus. Yeah. I got my stimulus. I was on unemployment. It was a real brutal time. Yeah. And then I was like, maybe I should, I was like, what can I do? So I was like, I can, I'm good at writing jokes. So maybe I'll like offer to help newer comics write jokes. So I started advertising on Instagram and like surprising a lot of people like signed up. It was pretty crazy, but I actually really like it. It's fun. So, oh my God. Well, you're really good. That's what I was doing. And then, yeah, just picking up stuff here and there. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's funny people. If you know the business a little bit, people like want you to help them with stuff. Like, like I'm like, oh, this is just second nature to me. And then people's like, oh, can you help me figure out this kind of stuff? Now, so it's cool. D- okay, I'm I'm so fat. I love this world. So, do you ever end up writing jokes for bigger comics? Yeah, yeah. I bet. Sometimes they get hired. Yeah. Really? So like, okay, when now did they reach out to you during the pandemic, or is it like a show? Right? Like, is it a comic? Like, it was so fast. I didn't realize this. Like, I did a very brief 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 appearance on hbo's crashing with which was pete holmes show right mm-hmm. i didn't realize they had greg fitzsimmons there they had all these comics right. behind the scenes writing jokes for him and i was mm-hmm. like oh shit i'll just hire benji to write my set <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fine with me <laughs> so it happens all the time right yeah, yeah. So there's you'll hear stuff going around about oh this big comic actually has a, a, these other pretty well known comics writing their stuff or or just stuff where like someone like I would do the same thing if I got if a network was like we're giving you this deal like come up with like a pilot for us I would hire my friends to write for me or like punch yeah. it up I had an idea and they're like here these it, these this dialogue could be funnier these things could be fun like I've done that for a few people. Um, and then like, you know, there's of course like being a staffed writer where your name's at the end and the credits too. So are you pursuing that too? You'd be really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. You go out. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I love. That's what I found out when I was doing time machine roast. I was like, I actually, I'd been only writing standup jokes for me to say. And then it's like, okay, well now I'm like Henry the eighth and I'm like making fun of Walt Disney. It's like a new, it's like a new way to think about mindset. So yeah. Tell us who are some of the big comics that you've opened for? Because you've opened for some big names. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. The one that people were most impressed with was Janine Garofalo, which I was kind of surprised by because I was like, she hasn't really done anything since the 90s. She was super nice. Uh, yeah, Andrew Schultz is another one. He's if huge. your listeners know him. Yeah. Rami Youssef from yep. that show. Um, uh, Shane Gillis is another one. If you what, yeah. what would you have done in Shane's position? Would you have apologized to SNL? See, I would have done anything to be on SNL. Most of the <laughs> Celebrity whore. I mean, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. I love celebrities, which which I'm so excited because we're going to talk about Kanye West and Julia Fox. You're you're oh, all of yeah. a sudden interested in pop culture. I mean, I would have apologized. <laughs> I would have done anything if you yeah. had been Shane Gillis. Would you have apologized? Yeah, that's a good question because, like, on the one hand, I always kind of respected how he was like, "No, I'm not apologizing. This is like who I am." And like since then his career has kind of taken off in a different way. He's not like on SNL, but at the same time, there was this, um, there was this roast that he was on. And one of the comics, uh, Bobby Kelly, he was like, I thought this was so funny. He was like, you know, Shane, Shane's a great actor. He does his best work when he pretends he didn't care. He didn't get SNL. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes like Pete Davidson's banging a Kardashian and you're here at like a roasting a middle act with a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess maybe I would apologize now that I think about right? it that way. Yeah. yeah. You could be with like, I mean, he could have been with Kim Kardashian right now. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That, I mean, that is always like a, it's a, tr it's a true dilemma in a comics career. What's your take, by the way? You know, because it was, tr I know you don't follow pop culture, but Steve Harvey was just basically saying, look, if I still did stand up, I would have no television career because the, the audiences are so sensitive. You know, you have signed, for, I don't know, maybe these guys are so big, they just don't want any backlash. But what's your take? You yeah. work clubs every single night. You yeah. think audiences are too sensitive? I think if you're famous, like, I think most people don't care what you say, but I think if you're Steve Harvey and you have like, you have, you're on 17 different shows, you know, your judge, Steve Harvey and family feud and, you know, Steve Harvey, this, and you know, Steve Harvey's Oprah and like <laughs> Steve Harvey's the view or whatever. He has a million shows. He has a lot to lose. So he like, I don't know if you know his old stuff. It like, it's kind of offensive. It's funny, but it's like some of it's offensive. Oh my God. And so it's just bad. like by today's standards. And so like, if you're, a, if you're a comic and you're famous and you're exploring different issues, you're not going to say the perfect thing that nobody, nobody's offended. It's comedy. You take an extreme view to be funny. It's funny. It's not funny to say what people th already think. It's funny to go far and be like, Oh, I see where you're doing with that. So I kind of get it. I mean, I know people were like, Oh, what's Steve Harvey afraid to say that he can't say, you know, but it's like from a comic perspective, I understand that he doesn't want to have like everybody. He doesn't want to have a whole group of people be mad at him for a week and be in the news about it. You I know, know right? I, like, why would you want that? I mean, I'm sure he sees what, what Chappelle is going through. It's like, right, right, so right. worth it. I mean, Lord, um, yeah. who's, who's like someone you want to open for? Is there like, is there somebody, are there people on your list? You're like, I like, I mean, of course you want to be the headlining act. Who the fuck wants to yeah, open for anything? You know? I, mean, I want to be that. I'm going to move to LA. Be like, I don't want to fucking open for whoever. Yeah, dude, you know? I don't want to open for anybody. Yeah. That's bullshit. I want to be there. <laughs> I have 100,000 followers on TikTok, goddammit. Why am I opening for you? You know, I mean, but. Yeah, exactly. Right no, now. No, it seems like I have friends who open for people that are like pretty big and like really cool to them and like, you know, because normally the middle guy, the openers, like they don't make a lot of money like at the clubs. They're still paying the same amount to the the feature act that they did in like 2000. 
You know what I mean? Wow. You don't, you just like don't make a lot of money. So you have to figure out how to get up that clip. So I know some people that are like really cool to their openers and like pay and for their hotels and all that stuff. But yeah, and Jay, that would be a cool, like that kind of person, yeah. someone who can like introduce you to their audience. That's kind of the, the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, who, any, like anyone that you would want to open for? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. All the people that I have opened for were so cool to me. Like they yeah. helped me out a lot and like, yeah, they were just like really nice and like just chill. It's cool. It's a good feeling. There was one guy I opened for that I've known for a while and he's like, you know, he's like, he writes on a bunch of like Emmy winning shows and stuff. And I was, I remember I was in the green room and he walked in and he was like, oh, thank God you're here. Like uh, he's on the road and he has random openers doing like horrific material, you know, like. <laughs> And he's like, thank God it's you. It was such a good feeling. He's like, oh, this guy like, likes, he trusts my comedy enough to not worry. I'm not ruining the show before he goes on stage. <laughs> well, Ramin always said to me, and this was like, gave me like a shred of hope, but maybe this is just because I'm like, I, I have like such an, I'm an egomaniac, but he was like 90% of comics suck. So I was like, oh, fantastic. Like, I'll just you yeah. know, I'll be able to do it. But that's like probably not the right attitude. I need no, to it's a it's a good realistic oh, attitude. All right, perfect. I'll be all set. Um, okay, so tell me this: How'd you meet your wife? Um, oh, the old-fashioned way. Tinder. The, really? Remember that one? <laughs> remember that, one? <laughs> that is kind of like old-fashioned now. Did you guys really yeah. meet on Tinder? Yeah, we did. Stop. What was your profile? Was it something funny? Yeah, I think it was funny. And then my opening line was, "I made fun of her because she like misspelled something," and so. I would so do that. The oh system works. <laughs> so tell me, that, like, how much of, I, I, when I saw you, I don't remember you doing anything. I don't think you were married at that time. You guys are probably, right. like, engaged. How much of your act now involves, like, your marriage, like, marriage jokes? A kind of a fair amount, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little, a lot more, yeah. Marriage is yeah. such great comedy, isn't it? It's it's yeah. hysterical. It's really like a zen exercise, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> yes, because it's honestly like you wake up every day really with, a stranger that you just happen to love but you really i mean you really yeah. don't have but like it's like right, we really <laughs> do we have much in common it's crazy like, i don't know it's so weird yeah, right you're just like i hate how you load the dishes you know <laughs> yeah you begin to loathe the littlest things i mean we're moving and my husband has this whole fucking yeah. method of like moving and it's like just uh -huh. put shit in boxes like i mean thursday doesn't have to be dish day just like just, <laughs> we can do it Wednesday. Like it's it's just so wild. What is? Yeah. Tell me this. Like how? I'm sure your wife finds you hilarious. But I mean, do you guys like agree on your material before you do it? Is there anything mm. off limits? I was, I was wonder that. Yeah, she's she, like, I, I don't remember. There was one thing where she didn't like that I said it, but like uh, normally, no. Yeah. <laughs> there was something. It was like pretty personal, I guess. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I can only imagine. And for me, like as a comic, like, you know, it's like anything that happens, you're like, how can I turn this into a bit? You know, you're not thinking about like people's feelings or like privacy or anything. I know. know this has been the hardest thing for me my whole life because it's like it's and, and when something like that happens, it's almost like it's like a moth to a flame. It's like you have to almost say it to someone, yeah. you know, it's like it, it's yeah. so difficult when you're married, you know, to do that <laughs> it's, it's so, to negotiate. Right. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, you're like, you're important to me, but so is getting medium laughs at the show yeah. later tonight. <laughs> it's like, do you want me to be Pete Davidson or not? You know? I mean Yeah, exactly. Okay, tell me now you're not into any pop culture, you told me. You don't you don't follow any pop culture. I don't fo- I don't follow too much celebrity stuff. But no. you are now invested in Kanye and Julia Fox. And of course, I love celebrity. <laughs> I talk pop culture on the show. Yeah. Why all of a sudden that couple? Okay, well, it was it was kind of an interesting colliding of worlds because Kanye is like one of my favorite artists, right? But so Julia Fox, I don't know if you know her, but like uh, she's an actress, right? She was in um, the first time I knew of her was I saw Uncut Gems, you know that movie with yes. uh, Adam Sandler. Okay, she yes. plays his mistress, right? Okay, yes. and she's like super hot in the movie. And I remember I got home from the movie and I like pulled up Instagram. And I was like, let me find out about this lady. And I I went to go to her page and there was already like four of my other like creepy perv friends who'd already followed her. The movie had just come out. (laughs) So I've kind of been following her for like that reason forever since then. And uh, and me and my creepy friends will like, you know, talk about. And then and then uh, like two weeks ago. She was doing one of those like, uh oh, this person's having like a mental breakdown thing where there was like, you know, like 37 slide Instagram story thing about her baby's father was being a deadbeat or something. He looks like such a I was like this guy. He's just like this goofy looking white guy, you know, and she was it was I was like, this is embarrassing. Don't do this. I mean, I know it's probably like really traumatic about your child's father and all this stuff. But I was like, what's going on here with you, Julia? And then like two days later, it's like. Kanye West spotted it on a date with the Julia Fox actress. I was like, what the hell? My favorite artist and this wild lady from. So that's why I've been kind of following it pretty closely. I'm like, You're Kanye invested. seems like, yeah. I mean, he, every time you see him, he looks like miserable. So I don't know if he's having to, I mean, he just got divorced, I guess. But. And I think you might've commented on the, your Twitter about this, but did you see this latest video with like Antonio Brown and Floyd Mayweather and Madonna yeah, and yeah. like Julia Fox? Yeah. And, it's just like, if hell froze over, I mean, you know, you like, I'm, I don't even know what to say. You know, it's just the weirdest combination of people. It's a really weird combination. And they're all so rich and famous. And my comment was like, they're just sitting on a couch, like listening to music, like they're at like a, a awkward party in like 10th grade. That's like the vibe. I'm like, you guys are so rich and famous. <laughs> Why are you just sitting around like waiting for someone's mom to go to sleep so that like your older brother can bring the beer over? That's like the vibe of the party of like the most famous people in the world. So strange. So but, strange. All right. Well, maybe yeah. you'll have to become my Kanye West, Julia Fox uh, correspondent because it seems like they're. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep you updated. He's like I'm sure that it's, it's built to last this relationship with those oh. two. Totally. Can you imagine being with Kanye? Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, it's just it's so uh, like it's manic from my house in Leesburg, let alone like if you were with him in person. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like both of them are kind of manic. So, I mean, I can't I mean, imagine like two manic people in love is like it's probably there's nothing else like it. Oh, my God. Well, I mean? but then the, the, the blowout's got to be pretty bad. If too. you like that, you ought to get invested in Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. There's another. Oh, yeah. They got engaged and then drank each other's blood. I heard about that. That was it's an interesting thing to do after you get engaged. Although that's traditional. I I don't drink uh, anyone's blood until after marriage. That's I'm I'm old school. <laughs> okay, great. I mean like who <laughs> the fuck? It's just like it's insane. Insane. Yeah. Um Benji, I, you know, I wanted to have you on this podcast podcast. I'm so glad. And by the way, you you had a podcast. Did you like podcasting or not? 
Yeah, I do like it. You do? It's fun, but yeah. I think the problem with my old podcast was that the uh, the people that I worked with were concerned about uh, stuff that we said on there possibly hurting their career. Because oh. we kind of would say kind of out-of-pocket wild stuff on there that I thought was really funny, but uh, it kind of is like, you know, it kind of prevents you maybe from doing stuff in the future, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, it's like that's how people that's how Shane Gillis got fired from SNL from an old podcast clip. Oh, you know? So it's God. like people, were, you know, people who had managers and uh, were, you know, up for big stuff were kind of like, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that so, sucks that you had to end it like that, you know? Yeah, no, it's fun to do. I like, I mean, I like talking and bullshit. I can just talk and bullshit all day long. It's like what I like to do. So, but uh, that's a problem. My sense of humor, sometimes it's too, uh, I like to push a button or something. I don't know. Oh, I'm with you. I mean, I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. But I guess, I guess if people are up for big roles and they feel like that's going to come back to, because everyone seems to dig up your shit for some reason. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's I would I, hate that it's like, my friend is like about to be on a movie and they're like, what about this podcast clip where you and some guy are talking about like I'm getting me tooed by a little person or something. <laughs> and then I have to be like, why did we put that out? <laughs> <laughs> I feel so guilty. <laughs> Oh my God, I fucking love it. All right. Well, Benji, you honestly, you have to be back. People need to go see your show. Kennedy Center, February Yeah, come 24th. to the Time Machine Roast. If you like rude jokes, you don't have to be smart nerd to like the jokes. Most of it's just mean stuff, you know? Oh if you like roast kind of jokes, if you like... Uh, just funny stuff where it's not really that PC. Fucking <laughs> but, epic. Uh, yeah, it's really fun show at the Kennedy Center. We're back. Time Machine Roast. Look it up. Yeah. Right there. And then people can follow you on Instagram. What's your IJ? Yeah, Benji Himmel. B-E-N-J-Y Himmel. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> if Benji, you can, so If you can think about... Dude, I should have known to change my last name because I would go... I was like... Because I would talk to people. I'd be like, is the name too long? And they'd be like, no, Benji Himmelfarb, it's memorable or something. But then I was like, that was like a Jewish person. So maybe they're used to it. And then I would go do like a, a show, like a black show, a black comedy show. And the host would be like, all right, your next comic, be Benji. They wouldn't even try my last name. <laughs> and I'd just be like, okay, there's probably a problem here. If half the population can't even begin to say my name. Benji! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Benji H, you know, it's just Benji H. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so Benji good. Um, well, I'm so glad we could finally do this. And honestly, when I yeah, do come out with my fun. comedy set, it'll probably be all because all of your jokes that I just <laughs> do. Because You're right. You're funny. Your jokes are really funny. You don't need that much work. Well, we are going to finally make this happen in, in 2023 or four or something, you know, at some <laughs> point. So uh, Benji Himmelfarb, everybody. Okay. Loved it. Thank you, Benji. Thank you.